Welcome back, Sunday's Bets. PJ Glasser and Denton Day here with you. A couple more segments left from us. We're going to be joined here in a second by Bill Seals, publisher of the Cyclone Report on Rivals Network, covering Iowa State. Going to talk some Cyclones hoops with him, but some updates on some scores in the Mexico Open. Jake Knapp, Sammy Valamaki, now minus 105, both of them at BetMGM. They're both 18 under par as they're getting ready to hit their tee shots on the eighth hole. After that, Ben Silverman, who's four shots back, is 25 to 1, and Eric Van Royen, five shots back is 40 to 1. So, as of now, it appears is it a it is a two horse race out in Mexico. Purdue up 11 on Michigan 54 to 43, 16 minutes to go second half and Memphis is up 45-44 on FAU. That game coming right down to the wire. Let's talk some more college basketball though. Bring on Bill Seals. You can follow him on X at William Seals, publisher of the Cyclone Report on Rivals Network. And uh, Bill, Iowa State is having a heck of a year. For people that really haven't gotten a chance to watch the Cyclones this season, why have they been so good this season? Why are they right now projected to be a, a three-seed if the tournament started today? Yeah, if you had, though, first off, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate that. And I, I think if you've seen Iowa State the last couple seasons, it, it's kind of been a team – than a defensive first and they, they still it's a big emphasis but this season's team is just seems like it's m much more uh, versatile on the offensive end and they've got so many more weapons and I think just the the fact that the offense has come around and they've got more guards this year that that can contribute it's not all on Taman Lipsy's shoulders that it was last season they've got uh, some transfers that have come in Keyshawn Gilbert uh, Curtis Jones uh, transfers Keyshawn out of uh, UNLV. Uh, Jones was out of Buffalo, and they've come in and really complimented Taman Lipsy, and all three of those guys really bring kind of different things to the table. So I think you look at this season's Iowa State team versus uh, the first two that T.J. Osselberger had in, in Ames, and I think that the offense has kind of been the biggest thing that's really come around because still defensively they're uh, – uh, third right now in, in the latest Ken Palm rankings on the, on the, the defensive ratings. So that still stayed strong, but this is a, a team that's much more uh, diverse on the offensive end. So, Bill, they start the week out losing to a really good Houston team. They bounced back yesterday against uh, WVU. W what did you see yesterday from uh, the Cyclones? Well, to be honest, it kind of looked like a team that uh, – who was playing a Saturday afternoon game uh, uh, against a West Virginia team towards the bottom of the conference. Yeah, they were 18 and a half point favorites in that the last time I looked at that spread and just kind of looked like a team, frankly, that was sleepwalking through the day really. And, you know, they ended up getting away with it. They went on a nice, uh, they had like a 14 0 run in the second half that kind of enabled them to pull away and win that game. But really, uh, it was it was pretty tightly contested until about the 10 minute mark of the second half, and Iowa State was able to pull away. And it all starts as we've seen they uh, five straight possessions for West Virginia during that run. They turn the ball over, and that's what we've seen out of this Iowa State team. If they can turn teams over like they do, that makes them a whole lot better on the offensive end. They turn that into points. And uh, yesterday, West Virginia turned it over 23 times, and Iowa State. 
uh, turn that into a pretty good edge and in, in points off turnovers. Bill, you know, the non-conference schedule for Iowa State, they, they did play Texas A&M, they played Virginia Tech, VCU, Iowa, certainly not a gauntlet like some other teams played. Do you think that even though the Big 12 obviously is the deepest league in college basketball, top to bottom, really tough, they're having a great year in the Big 12, any concern that they didn't challenge themselves too much in the non-conference and that could hurt them when they get to the NCAA tournament and obviously you're playing, you know, different teams with different kind of styles? Yeah, I think that the, the non-conference seat, uh, slate this year, I think they did that for, for a reason. Um, and maybe they didn't – they had a lot of maybe question marks, I guess you could say, going into this season with bringing in the transfers that they did. They lost uh, a pretty good chunk of scoring as well that they had to replace. So they didn't really know kind of how this this was going to go, and they, they, they scheduled accordingly not knowing that they've gone on to now be – uh, contenders for a conference championship, and I, they, I think that the uh, what the coaching staff wanted to do is try to get themselves 20 wins, knowing that the the Big 12 uh, schedule was going to get them into the NCAA tournament. Well, I think they they are a lot better maybe than they thought they would. So uh, it, here here we are though, and you know, they're going to get into the the the, uh, the selection Sunday. Maybe that does penalize them a little bit, but uh, if they can they can win out here and win these last four games and you know maybe they get a, a break. I think if Houston loses one more game and they finish in a tie, I believe Iowa State is going to get the tiebreaker there. So I, I think the coaching staff's pretty going to be pretty happy with that uh, body of work and just kind of let it fall where it may on selection Sunday. Talking uh, Iowa State basketball with Bill Seals here on Sunday's Bets on the BetQL Network. Bill, earlier in our show, we were having a conversation about who we can trust in college basketball. So why, as we get close to the month of March, should we trust this Iowa State team in the NCAA tournament? Well, I think it's just the fact that they, they play such good defense, and that tends to travel pretty well. We saw that. Uh, just this past Monday against Houston, they just couldn't quite get over the hump in that game, but they were in it there pretty much until the end. And, and the, the, the first season that TJ was in Ames, they made that sweet 16 run, and they had a whole heck of a lot less on the offensive end on that team, and they were able to get to the sweet 16 just because of the level of defense that they play. And I think this third team that TJ's got is a whole lot better than that first one. So I think that defense is going to travel pretty well. They've got a, a whole lot more versatility on the offensive end. I mentioned the guards when uh, with the first question. I talked about Keyshawn Gilbert, Curtis Jones, but inside they, they've got a legitimate uh, three or four guys that can come in and contribute. So a lot more depth there. And, and Trey King, he's, he's kind of a roller coaster ride on the offensive end, but if he happens to, uh, to catch fire, you know, he can, he can give them a double double and, and uh, a nice game as well. So, so many different ways that this Iowa state team is, is more versatile. And I think it's uh, going to be a, a, a team that gets into the, at least gets into the second weekend of the tournament. Bill, it's funny. I think from a national perspective, people that, you know, are just fans of college basketball looking at Iowa State from afar, it kind of feels like they're the trendy Final Four pick right now because we're all looking for that team outside of the one seeds. Like, who's going to be that team that's kind of off the radar that people could think, 
make a Final Four run. It feels like Iowa State's kind of that team. We just had earlier on in our show, we had somebody who covers basketball for Houston, and you know we asked him who were some teams in the Big 12 that impressed you. He said Iowa State was towards the top of that list. Obviously, covering the team, being around it, do you kind of get the same feeling right now that Iowa State is very much like a trendy kind of under-the-radar pick from people? Well, yeah, I can certainly see that. They've gotten a lot of a lot of respect for some of the games that they have played in the the Big 12 and and some of the opponents that they've beaten. And again, that defense is going to travel onto a neutral court. They're going to they're going to have that in the arsenal every every game out. It's just a matter of what, what we see on the offensive end of things, and I'm I'm encouraged with what I've seen there. And if they can get a, a, a good break too as a as a three seed and, and maybe stay in the in the central, uh there's uh, first and second round games in Omaha. And if Iowa State gets to, to play in Omaha, that's uh, you've seen, you know, the crowds at Hilton Coliseum, they're gonna travel out to Omaha and that's gonna be a, a home court advantage and pretty much like playing a home game for the Cyclones out there in Omaha. So gotta like their odds of at least getting into the sweet sixteen and, you know, kind of see where the, the draw goes from there. Bill, if Iowa State finds itself in a tight game in the NCAA tournament, who's the team's closer? I I, I think it's Keyshawn Gilbert and the, the uh, UNLV transfer. Uh, Taman Lipsy, he's gotten a lot of the a lot of the press. The, the returning point guard, the local Ames kid that's done so well, but Keyshawn Gilbert uh, has been a better free throw shooter. He's uh, someone I, I think they've got to have the ball in his hands. Uh, Taman Lipsy's kind of struggled a little bit more. I think his percentage from the free throw line down about 10 points from what it was when he was a freshman. So I think you, you want to have Keyshawn Gilbert with the ball in his hands uh, down the stretch. So he's the guy also that, that can really get to the basket. You know, Taman is kind of a drive and kick guy, but Keyshawn is a guy that can get to the rim, uh, draw the foul, and, and is a solid free throw shooter. So I, he he would be my choice. Bill, what kind of teams do you think Iowa State struggles with? Like, has there been a common theme that you've seen in their losses this season? Well, I think if you go back and look at the BYU game, they, the the Cougars kind of play a unique style of, of basketball, kind of a drive and kick type of team and Iowa State really uh, for one reason or another uh, just did not match up to do well with that uh, they're they're kind of that uh, no middle defense where they want teams to to have the ball out onto the baseline and keep the ball out of the paint and if they they run into a team like we saw yesterday West Virginia uh, not not the certainly not the most talented team in the Big 12 but they not they had some wide open looks from 3 and they knocked them down and I think for, for a lot of that game that allowed them to stay in it. So we saw with BYU, they shot just tremendously from outside, and, and they ended up winning pretty comfortably out there. We'll see when BYU comes uh, back to Ames here in the next uh, next week or so how that game is. But if you go back and look at the BYU game, I think that's a, a pretty good example on how teams can beat Iowa State's defense. So, Bill, Iowa State's having a great year. They're projected to be a three seed, could possibly be a two seed if, if they continue to win. You got Nebraska right now. It looks like they're projected to be a 10 or 11 seed. Has there been any talk of maybe what would happen if Iowa State faces off against Fred Hoiberg? Well, that that would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, we'll, we'll see. 
I, I don't know if if they would uh, would get him in Omaha, but that would be that would really be something. And you you talked about getting a crowd. That'd be a a pretty expensive ticket to get. And and uh, Fred's team, they got to got to know him pretty well from covering the Cyclones back then. And and he plays a, a certainly a fun style of basketball as well. And, and typically has guys that. You know, just like him in in the NBA and at Iowa State, uh, a great shooter, and and that you never know that could be a, a pretty tough style for the Cyclones to match up against uh, a team like that that shoots the ball pretty well from the outside. Yeah, it could be a really uh, potential fun matchup there in the NCAA tournament. Bill Seals, you can follow him on X at William Seals, publisher of Cyclone Report on Rivals Network. Bill, really appreciate the time. Great meeting you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. We'll talk to you again soon. I I will do so, guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. All right. Great stuff there from Bill Seals. Denton, Iowa State, man, that defense, it travels, no doubt about it. What are you doing with the Cyclones? Are you – is it all about the draw for you? Could you see, you know, you putting them in the Final Four maybe? You have them going home early? What are your thoughts on Iowa State? I need to see how they're going to play in the Big 12 tournament because you're right. They didn't exactly challenge themselves in the non-conference schedule. But the Big 12 is crazy. It's the best conference in college basketball. It's been that way for a couple of years. So I need to see how deep they get into the tournament. I have this weird thing, PJ, where I don't necessarily love conference champions heading in the NCAA tournament because you're effectively asking a team, in some instances, to win 10 games in a row, which is a very, very tough ask. However, I also would be very worried if they lose in their opening game. So it's like that weird balance of can they win and then lose in an impressive fashion to where I'm like, all right, I still believe in them. They just need to put it together for six games in a row. So I need to see what they're going to do in the Big 12 tournament before I can really get behind them. I certainly, as we sit here now, I don't trust them to the degree that I trust Houston. So if there's levels to the trust, like UConn is at the very top, Houston is probably in like tier two. And I would say that Iowa State is either very low into Tier 2 or like straddling Tier 2 and Tier 3. The non-conference really concerns me for Iowa State. Like, they they didn't challenge themselves at all. I mean, they played like DePaul, Idaho State, (laughs) Green Bay, Grambling, Prairie View, FAMU. They didn't play anybody. The teams that they did play, Virginia Tech lost by 9, Texas A&M lost by 4. They did beat VCU by four as well. But, you know, I mean, we see it. We've seen it, Denton, for years out of the Big Ten, right? All these ranked Big Ten teams, so good. The conference is so deep. Ken Palm loves them all. Get out of Big 12 play, and it's just like it's a different team because you're so used to a different style, and it's just tough night after tough night. That is the one thing that worries me with Iowa State. And, again, they just feel a little bit too trendy for me right now. It kind of feels like everybody – likes Iowa State, and they could be that team. Maybe could surprise some people come tournament time. We're wrapping up the show. Sunday's bets, P.J. Glasser, Denton Day. When we come back from break, we'll update you on some scores, what's going on in college hoops, what's going on in golf as well.